Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Netling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. Today, we have a wonderful guest, and as always, this podcast is to share topics and guests that will empower you to grow as a confident leader and take your business or your life to the next level. Today, my guest is Heather Murphy. Let me tell you a little bit about Heather. As a genealogist and legacy builder, she leveraged the power of genealogy to overcome doubt and fear and capitalize on the skills and successes from the past. Heather shares that many people are clueless when it comes to their past and the generations who came before them. They don't realize the impact of the past on their present and don't know how to utilize a knowledge of the past to achieve future possibilities. She teaches how to harness the power of genealogy to explore, discover, and connect the past, present, and future for greater success in life and in business. Our our title or our theme for today is Hidden Successes in Your Roots. Please join me in welcoming Heather Murphy. Hey, Heather. Hi, Vicki. It's great to be here with you. Great to be with you. You know, in in these past several years, not just the past two ones that will go down in history, but past many years, the whole idea of getting to know your roots has really been, I think, caught as wildfire. And it's it's quite interesting to to know and to understand where you've come from. But before we get into the hard questions, the meat of the interview, tell everybody, where do you call home? Where do you live? I currently live in Washington State in the dry part with sagebrush that nobody ever actually realizes is part of Washington. So is it then more east of the ocean? (laughs) It is on, yeah, on the east side of the Cascade Mountain Range. And so we're on the dry side. Uh, yes, because the other side is quite, quite beautiful. Yes. I will say it's quite green and beautiful, but it is a little wet. <laughs> awesome. So how does learning about our ancestors help us to develop a deeper self-identity? Well, when you think about yourself, you're made up of your beliefs and behaviors mm-hmm on things that come up internally and external factors. And a lot of times people don't stop and think how much the past generations actually affect their current life. Most people think that their story starts with them, 
But in reality, it starts generations before them. And so you have these beliefs passed down, these behaviors that one generation might have really needed. If you have a certain ancestor that grew up as a child during the depression, Mm -hmm. they were going to get certain behaviors and beliefs because of that, and then pass those on to future generations. And certainly you can, you can do some introspection and, and think of your own beliefs, but what if you looked at the generations before you to see mm-hmm. if you could see where that story started? So true. You know, <laughs> when you first started, I, I thought of the saying that I used to tell my daughters all the time is the, I'm going to buy you a t-shirt, but the world does not revolve around you, <laughs> that mm-hmm. there's more to it, but and I come from a large family, and so I can really respect um, a lot of what you just said. In what ways can family history research increase confidence in ourselves and in our future? One of the, the best things that we can get from the past is being able to get a better perspective. So if you're just looking at the world today, Mm -hmm. you think it's going to end. We have all these bad things happen. We have Mm -hmm. war, we have disease, we have all these negative, we have news cycles that are on 24 hours of just doom and gloom. But what have you looked at your great, great grandparents or great grandparents, somebody who was alive during World War I? Certainly, they thought the world was coming to an end. What was going to happen? Mm -hmm. You have war. You have the Spanish flu. You have all these things that were Mm -hmm. telling them life can't keep going on this way. Like the world is ending. But when you can look at the past, you can see that that didn't necessarily happen. Mm-hmm. And you can look at your ancestors' stories. If you know their stories, how did they cope? How did yeah. they, what did they do to get through when three of their four children went off to war? What, what did they do to fill their time? How did they cope with that? And you can look to the past to find confidence in your ancestors and say, if my ancestor did that, then surely I can do what my life has me do. Uh, I interviewed a woman once who was going through a really tough time with Mm. uh, depression and anxiety. And it kind of threw her life out of whack. Her plans that she had, she was in her early twenties, just kind of (sighs) got put on hold a little bit and she was really struggling. And one of the things that got her through that was learning about her ancestor. And she mm. learned about a great, great grandmother from Hawaii who immigrated to the United States by herself because her husband died right before they were to leave. Mm-hmm. So she comes across the ocean by herself. She crosses desert and prairie by herself, starts in a new community, has deals with leprosy, with racism and still like lived her life the way she wanted to the best Mm. she could. And so this woman looking at her ancestor says that resilience, that power, that strength, that confidence in herself, Mm. 
flows through to me too. Mm. And so she used that ancestor's example to give herself confidence in her own abilities to overcome her own challenges. That's such a great story. And, you know, it's one that isn't a one-off. It's as you talk to many people, you're going to hear those same stories. And, and it, it is true. You know, we, we tend to think of the now and the present and, oh, and how terrible things are. But, you know, I grew up in the 60s and they weren't such great times then, you know, Vietnam War and all the strife that we had. And so there are lessons to be learned. Right. And one of the things about it is you can't just say that someone else in your family has researched the, the family tree. And so, quote unquote, it's done. You need to dive into the stories because mm. if it was your great aunt Gertrude that did all the research, certain ancestors may have resonated with her. But when you do the research, when you dive into the stories, even if you're going through somebody else's research that they've already completed, mm. you get to find those stories that resonate with you. And even at different periods in your lives, different ancestors will mean something different to you. Like as a single 20-year-old versus a 40-year-old with three kids, yeah. it's your ancestor stories application to you and what you can gain from them can change, but you have to be the one that's looking and learning those stories. So it's that self-discovery. Yeah. And it's really interesting because while you're learning about your ancestors, you're also learning about yourself. And I think that's mm -hmm. a piece that people really miss out because mm -hmm. they just think they're learning about their ancestors. But in that time, especially if you take time to like think about their lives and be kind of introspective about it, mm -hmm. you can say, oh, well, I see my characteristic in that ancestor or this one, or I want that characteristic. And you can not only have a deeper self-identity, but be more self-aware and be able to be who you really want to be, not just who you just sort of become because that's what what's was expected expe of you. Exactly. <laughs> so true. So I think we kind of talked about this, but the learning of about your ancestral stories helps you become more resilient. And I think, you know, it, you can probably expand a little bit about once you do that self-discovery, once you see that, what steps do you take? You know, is it, is it a pivot or, you know, is individual, I, I would imagine. But, you know, what have you found from people that you've worked with that once they had that revelation, what did they do next? It's just really interesting how it opens your eyes to things that you couldn't see before. We all see ourselves a certain way and we also mm -hmm. see the world in a certain way. But one of the great things about researching your family is it gives you a broader perspective. So you can look at things and situations in ways that you hadn't before. Mm -hmm. And it it can be really subtle and it, it it's kind of like a self um like a mindfulness practice mm -hmm. you 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 practice this it's not like you sit down one day and you <laughs> read a family history book and you're like okay i'm good it's that constant like okay 
being more aware of of the ups and downs in life and looking at different people's ancestors' lives. And some start high and they go down and some start down and they go up and most of them go up and down and up yeah. and down. And so that you can get that perspective. Uh, Emory University did a study of teenagers right around the time of 9-11. It just happenstance that that's the way it worked out. And they found that children and teens who had an understanding of where they came from, their family story, their family narrative, were more resilient when 9-11 happened. They knew that they were part of something bigger than themselves. Mm -hmm. They knew that those are that they have those up and downs. They had a greater self-esteem and more confidence in themselves. So they were able to get through things and challenges in a better way that people who didn't have that were able to. And it's just, it's just amazing how sometimes we don't even think about the past or the majority of Americans don't even know their great, great grandparents' names mm -hmm. and um, how much it can add to your life to have that sense of community, that sense of family, that sense of belonging that yeah. so many people want probably could have a whole show on the aspect of of people that are adopted and how they go through life missing something you know there's something just off I, I I need something and that you know knowing not just who your mom or your father were but that whole lineage yeah. would would be um, just comforting I think yeah yeah, I've interviewed several people who have were adopted, and one woman explained it like learning her birth family and that heritage was like her head was finally connected to her body. Mm -hmm. And then another gentleman I just interviewed this week, he learned out that his grandmother was first cousins with Harriet Tubman. And so that completely changed her, his perspective about himself. He his business is all built on the same ideas and vision that Harriet Tubman had oh, wow. because he's like, my ancestor and her shared the same grandparents. We have the same blood in us. I can do good, great things just like she did. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. So how will spending time with our family tree improve the relationship with our living families? As you get more curious about your ancestors and you learn about them and you think about why now records don't always tell us why people did things, mm -hmm. but you're allowed to use your imagination, especially if you're not like writing it as fact, but use your imagination. What did those people, were those people's life life? How did mm -hmm. different events affect them mm -hmm. and kind of make them more personal? Yeah. And as you do that, the interesting side effect of that is that you start looking at your living family members in the same way. If someone does something, you're like, okay, now why did they do that? For instance, I was refinishing my son's room and my dad called me right in the middle of it. And I told him what I was doing and he made the comment, I'm so glad that your sisters and you do these kind of projects. Your brothers just hire it out. And so I could just choose to 
think that's just an offensive comment. Like maybe I do this on my own, then I do hire something else out or what's wrong with hiring something out. But I paused and I thought about his life Mm -hmm. and he worked as a laborer most of his life. And so his value was in doing things himself. Mm -hmm. He Um, If he couldn't do it, our family couldn't pay for someone else to do it. Um, Other people paid him because of his ability to do things himself. And so I can see then and not take offense and not judge him for it, but have more understanding of that's the way he's learned to interpret the world. And I could recognize that. And then I can also choose something different if it doesn't fit Mm. for what I want. And then also in developing just relationships, you can go on ancestry.com. And especially if you have, you can search for other people's family trees that are related to you. And then you could message them and get to know people that aren't, that you didn't know, but you are related to, or take these DNA tests. And it tells you, you have the same second great grandparents and your sense of family just expands. Yeah. I was just at a family reunion where the youngest generation were fifth cousins. And that's so distant, like five generations ago, you had a common ancestor, mm-hmm. but it all, it pulled everyone yeah. together. And there's so many stories of people who didn't have much family that they knew of and then they get into family history and they connect with these second cousins Mm -hmm. and they're just so grateful to have that family connection Mm -hmm. and then another way is just being able to communicate with different families having something to talk about say here I found this picture everybody tell me their memory of that picture and all the stories are different But it's something that you can gather around and have a conversation Mm -hmm. about and connect over. Yeah. I was so fortunate growing up. My mom's family had a family reunion at my grandmother's house. And we had over 200 people that would come. And as you said, it was fourth and fifth generation people that, you know, that's the only time I ever saw them was that one time, but just sitting around listening to the stories of those older generations, especially, and uh, the value of that. It was just a great memory to have. Well, and when you think about memories and stories that are passed down, you forget, or you don't even think about maybe a story wasn't passed down to your family but it was passed down to a cousin's family. So as you reach out to these cousins, not only just for photographs or things that are written, documents, but for the stories that are passed down, you can learn things about your common ancestors or sometimes even about your direct ancestor that they had a story about your family member that you never even heard before. You'd miss out if you didn't reach out. So cool. But... We talked about all this cool stuff. Is there anything negative um, that that we would um, find in our family history that we should be aware of? <laughs> well, that's just kind of one of the risks of <laughs> delving into family history, especially if you choose to go the DNA route. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you find things in your family that are unexpected. I had somebody reach out to me one time 
and they said, hey, looks like we are at a DNA match, but I can't figure out how we're related. And so I looked at the tree and said, oh, well, because of the matches that we share, this is the couple that you should have on your tree. And they wrote back and said, I don't have those people on my tree. And so I looked at it and then I had to tell her that her mother's father wasn't who they thought it was. So especially if you're getting into the DNA, you need to be able to know that things like that might come up mm -hmm. and how are you going to handle it? And it's going to be mm -hmm. different for everyone. Mm -hmm. um, another person I talked to, she was partly raised by her grandfather. And after his death, she was going through some of his things and found a journal from the 1940s and learned that he was part of the Nazi party. Mm. And he, he was working as a doctor in Berlin at the time and helping people during the war, but she actually just put it on the shelf and she left it for decades. Just she couldn't process that at the time. And when the time was right for her, then she was able to pull it off. Okay, let's read through here. Let's do some other historical research and talk to experts in the time period and find out what was going on for him in that time and kind of put him in his time and place and kind of reconcile some of those thoughts and feelings. So for some people, they can be like, okay, let's just learn all the stuff. Let's deal with it head on. But some other times you may need to just set it aside for a while, um, especially if it involves living people mm -hmm. that you have to be considerate of, of their experiences and how different things may affect them. Mm -hmm. Very good advice. So we are just zoomed by this whole interview. I'm on my last formal question before rapid fire. You seem quite young, but um, what advice would you have given your 20-year-old self? I think I would have told her that you have more impact than you realize. Mm. That, you know, in retrospect, looking at, I may not have achieved all my professional goals because the focus for me was family. Mm -hmm. But as I look back and I can see everybody that I've impacted them, and then because of those experiences, I can make an even bigger impact in the future. Absolutely. Okay, rapid fire. So this is where I give you five words for you. I think it's mostly quest or questions or phrases, just whatever comes to the top of your mind, you know, answer in a minute or two, no wrong answers. So what is the best part of exploring family trees? Having a deeply rooted sense of who you are, that the world with its social media and pressures on every side, that you cannot be swayed. You know who you are. Very cool. How did you get started knitting lace shawls? <laughs> I was in well, your bio. I thought that was when cool. Yeah. So when my son was toddler age and I go around to the, the parks with him, I needed something to do. So I started <laughs> learning how to knit. And we went to the library one day and the local knitting group had put these lace shawls up on the wall as a display. And I remember thinking, 
oh, I will never be able to do something. Those are just amazing. But then one day I tried and I just did it line by line, instruction by instruction. And I love making them now. They're so amazing to make. Very cool. Do you put them on Etsy or anything? No, I don't because they take a long, 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 long time to make. So I've made wedding shells for family members. And then other than that, I just do it for myself. Yeah. I know my grandmother used to do baby shawls and things like that. And it was, uh, that's all you have a baby, you can have one, but (laughs) yeah. What is the best thing about taking care of your Welsh harlequin? ducks okay who else out there has harlequin ducks I just want to know send me in comments well the best thing we let them free range in a large area in our backyard is just to watch them waddle around and like run after each other and just they're just very entertaining (laughs) what made you buy them for (laughs) we just moved to the house and the first year we had slugs and snails eating our garden and I didn't want to use pesticides and chickens don't eat those. So we ended up with ducks and they're actually my first pet I've ever had. (laughs) Too cool. All right. What is it like listening to your teenager as he discusses quantum physics or quantum mechanics? I do a lot of smiling and nodding and (laughs) pretending like I am engaging with him. But if he asks me anything, uh, maybe I can tell him two or three words that he said, Uh, but that's where that ends. (laughs) Oh, these are things he'll remember whenever you're sitting around telling all those stories to the generations after you. Absolutely. What is the next big thing for you? The next big thing for me is just getting the message out there that family history is not just a puzzle to put together. It's not just something to do when you have a little bit of spare time. It's something that can fundamentally change Mm -hmm. your identity, your understanding of your identity, which can transform your future. That's so great. Well, it is now time for me to share my screen. So this is the warning to everyone that is just listening in to grab a pencil and paper. So Heather's contact information is, her website is at heathermurphy.com, heathercmurphy.com, that's H-E-A-T-H-E-R-M-U-R-P-H-Y with that C in between, H-E-A-T-H-E-R-C-M-U-R-P-H-Y.com. At Facebook, she's Miss Heather Murphy, as well as Instagram and Twitter and LinkedIn. So you can find her on all of those social media by just searching for Miss Heather Murphy. I'm going to let Heather talk to you a little bit about the gift she has for all of those that are listening in that want to know more. All right. So I have a workbook for you called Success is Found in Your Roots. And in this workbook, you'll be able to go through what success means to you, what things that are you aware of that are blocking that success, and then dive into your family tree of those ancestors that you know, finding out why 
you think they were successful in different aspects of their lives and seeing how their success or maybe lack of it in different areas affects your current situation and how you can move forward and make your best future possible. Wonderful. So I want to just thank you, Heather, for a very interesting interview. We learned a lot. It is a subject that, as I said at the beginning, is intriguing to many people. I think that we all um, will be better folks if we know a little bit more about our past and, and those that made us who we are, really. There are tips and tricks and tools that she shared with us tonight. I would encourage you all to go to her website and grab that workbook. Please, if you do, go feel free to come to my website or my Facebook page to tell me what you thought of Heather's workbook and what did you think of this interview? Let us know, share and like Heather's sites. Go on her Facebook site, ask her about those ducks, look for those pictures of them. As always, I'd like everybody to remember that life is a journey and it's up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Nettling signing off. Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nettling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.